0: what's up everyone welcome to the podcast i'm your host isaiah copan it's march 12 2021 and this is lift and learn episode 26 In this episode, I'll be breaking down coffee for pre-workout and getting outside to feel good. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copan, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopan.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at liftandlearnpodcast.com. On Twitter at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. All right, so I feel like kicking off with a little bit of news I heard this week. So I heard about this new drone made of carbon fiber, and this one's gonna be unmanned and will probably be an armed drone, but. The craziest part is that it could fly up to 1500 miles per hour oh my god that's super fast Uh, i guess you won't be picking up these drones at best buy anytime soon i think i read that they got like 250 orders for these drones already and the price ranges from like 9 to 16 million dollars it's pretty sad that this will be used for things like war I mean, can we seriously not find a better use for these things besides spying on other countries and bombing places? Makes no sense. Okay, on to sports. I just want to say one thing about basketball since All-Star Weekend was last weekend. The only reason why people watched All-Star Weekend was for the dunk contest. I mean, okay, maybe that's just me, I don't know. And this year, it was just an event between three players during halftime of the actual All-Star game maybe that was just a one-time thing but wow why did they even do an event at all this year so the dunk contest started off pretty good with cassius stanley doing an east bay dunk which is that dunk uh, between the legs and then the judges had the audacity to give that a 44 out of 50 i knew right at that point that this whole event would be a disaster The guy who ended up winning the dunk contest won by attempting to kiss the rim while dunking. I mean, seriously, how could that have won the dunk contest? Just a few years ago, we had that amazing dunk off between Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine in the finals. I think that was even in Toronto, too. And this year we got whatever that was. I mean, I have no more words for that. All right, and on to hockey. Brent Seabrook retired this past week. That makes two Blackhawks players to retire this year, and no Jonathan Taves in sight this year still, even though he did have a little video for Patrick Kane's 1,000th game, which was earlier this week. But anyways, let's get back to Seabrook. This one's so sad too, because he was one of the staple defensemen when the Blackhawks won three cups last decade. He was solid out there for the majority of his career, and I'll never forget him having huge playoff overtime goals. I think he even had a double OT winner and had a part in one triple OT win one year too. He scored some huge goals throughout the years. My favorite was against Detroit one year where he scored an overtime in what I think was Game 7. I'll never forget that one. Cheers to a solid career to him who unfortunately had to retire because of multiple injuries and surgeries. Alright, other than that, I don't know what else to talk about. I guess I'll talk about my training, which was just alright. No PRs or anything this week. Earlier this week, I've been back to my old schedule of working out before 7am, but I haven't done that in a few months, so it's taken a bit of adjusting. This week, I've been squatting with the safety squat bar, and I've had to decrease my weight a little bit, but I think I'm actually going to stick with using that bar for the next few weeks. It's that squat bar I think I've mentioned once before, where it has pads like in the neck area and kind of reminds me of having a jetpack on my back. So this bar will actually hit your muscles a bit differently and actually eases some of that stress on your lower back, while also hitting some of your upper back as well, since you have to put a little bit more effort into keeping an upright position. And I've definitely felt that in my first few sessions. And bench press this week, I was scheduled to hit a 300-pound bench, but like I said, I've been lifting early in the morning, and I haven't really had the strength to try that one yet. But I did hit 295 for a triple last week, so things are still progressing in a good way. Something that might have helped me this week could have actually been a bit of caffeine, and I'll talk about that more in depth in topic one, which I'll get to in a sec. The last half of this week, though, I decided to train at night, literally during the rush hour time of the gym, so from 5 to 7 p.m. It's actually not as busy as I thought it would be, and I think I might do it more often because I noticed that I just have so much more energy lifting at that time, as opposed to lifting really early in the morning. I guess it really just depends on how much sleep I get beforehand. That'll really determine whether it would be better for me to lift in the morning or in the afternoon. And one more thing before we get into the fitness topics for the week, let's talk about the weather. Wow, the past three days have been amazing outside. I don't know if it's the same where you are. I spent about an hour each day outside just taking it all in and walking around the neighborhood. I saw a few deer out there too and actually got into some close encounters while driving too. But yeah, it was almost 20 degrees Celsius out there a few days this week, so I was just outside. But I still had my sweater on just in case, but I was just outside walking around finally. I can't wait until this becomes more of a normal thing. Spring is just around the corner. Topic 1. Can I drink coffee instead of taking pre-workout? So before I actually tackle the question, let's talk about pre-workouts for a bit. So people will swear by these and think they need these even before they step foot in the gym. In reality, of course, it's not a necessary thing, but people on social media appear to take it all the time, usually because they're sponsored by some company and because the supplement industry has wired us to think that it's so necessary and will give you the most amount of gains possible. So there are a few main ingredients in pre-workout powders that I want to talk about before really diving into the question at hand here. First, a pre-workout powder usually has something in there called beta-alanine, which is actually something I used to like and enjoy the feeling of. When I was younger, I actually enjoyed that tingling feeling. That's when you'd get that feeling of itchiness. I usually get a bit of that feeling in my face and my feet and my hands from what I remember and then I'd get into the gym and try to destroy everything in sight. Did it actually help? Maybe. And if it did, it made a minimal difference in the end. Studies show that this ingredient could decrease the amount of lactic acid that builds up in your muscles, so it could theoretically help with pushing out a few more reps. Another ingredient that you'll commonly find in your typical pre-workout is L-citrulline or citrulline malate. And that one helps with blood flow in the muscles. Again, this is another ingredient you'll find in there, but it's another one that will help you only a minimal amount. At the end of the day, pre-workout is just a supplement, and there are many out there. Don't forget that supplements will only increase your performance or gains minimally. I'm talking only up to 5% difference in gains or performance, if that. The most important ingredients in pre-workout supplements that will help you the most will be creatine and caffeine. That's actually why coffee could be just as good as your usual pre-workout powder. Pre-workouts usually do have creatine, but they're typically not an ideal or optimal amount, which is around 2-5 grams for most people. They usually contain a fraction of that, and that's why it's better to just buy your own creatine monohydrates separately. And then supplement with however many grams you need. So getting into the actual topic, which is if you could actually just take coffee instead of taking pre-workout. And I'm going to say that the answer is actually yeah, you probably could. This is because the most important pre-workout supplement, like I said earlier, is going to be caffeine. So if you do decide to take coffee for pre-workout, then it would be a good idea to figure out how much caffeine would be ideal for you. And figure out how much caffeine is in your coffee, obviously. Typically, up to 400 milligrams of caffeine is okay for most people, more specifically, 5 to 6 milligrams per kilogram of body weight. That's what's best to take daily, but it wouldn't be a good idea to take this near bedtime since the effects usually last up to 6 hours or so. And it's a good idea to cycle caffeine. And that's because if you take it every day or constantly, then you might not notice the effects because you gain a kind of tolerance to it. Now, I personally don't drink coffee, but if I do feel like I need a bit more energy for my workout, I take this 200 milligram caffeine pill, which I think helped me a bit in the past. The research does support caffeine being something good to take pre-workout because it does help with energy and performance. I believe as much as 20 percent and that's why so many people are addicted or drink their coffee every day for that uplifting energy it gives them to power through the workday. this is why i say that just taking coffee could be a good substitute because most of the pre-workout powder out there uh, they usually have a bunch of filler and unneeded ingredients but when you have coffee you're getting a good dose of caffeine which has been shown to have the best effects when it comes to performance. So yeah, you can try having coffee instead of a pre-workout if you'd like. You honestly just have to see what works for you. In fitness, there usually isn't a clear-cut answer to most things. If coffee upsets your stomach, then don't have it pre-workout. I had this gym partner a few years ago who tried to dabble with having coffee as a pre-workout because he ran out of pre Man, this guy would constantly end up missing the first two exercises of the workout because he spent the first 25 minutes of the gym session on the toilet, and honestly, that was so funny. This is the same guy who tried to one rep max on bench a few times in one session, and that was another hilarious story, but that's one for another day. If you're working out alone, I guess this isn't that big of a deal, but if you have a training partner, then it's probably not a good idea to have something before your workout that's going to make you basically empty your bowels. Just remember that pre-workout isn't a necessary thing in the first place. Yeah, if you had a stressful day and you're working out after work, then you might need that extra boost. But if you had an adequate meal or go during your lunch break, then you probably don't even need a pre-workout. And most people don't need a pre-workout, so just eat adequately before your training and you should have the energy to work out and power through your workout. That means eating a good amount of carbs because that's where you'll get your energy from and drinking a good amount of water beforehand and during your workouts. You don't want to become dependent on supplements in the first place, so try to get to a place where you don't need pre-workout powder that'll improve your gains by maybe less than 2%. Also, remember that supplements will only give you incremental benefits. Sleep, diet, and your training is the most important thing when it comes to bettering your health in every way. Pre-workouts and test boosters and a bunch of other supplements are just filled with stimulants and unnecessary ingredients most of the time. I'm not saying I don't take it. I'll still take it every month or two, but... It's not something that's a staple or that you should take regularly, depending on what brand you get. So just make sure that your diet and resistance training program is appropriate for you. And that should guarantee that you're on your way to making progress in your health and fitness journey, because those matter a lot more than supplements. Supplements will help you only a tiny fraction. Again, the main things you need to focus on when it comes to getting a good workout and getting the results you want is an adequate amount of sleep along with proper nutrition and programming in your workouts. Topic two, getting outside to feel good. Finally, it's starting to warm up where I am, so I'm starting to be able to spend more and more time outdoors. That means going for my walks and eventually I'll have to go back home and clean up my backyard so that I can get back to doing my mobility or yoga or workouts outside whenever I want. I did manage to go out and walk outside three times this week, which that's the most I've been able to so far in 2021 and that's what really spurred this topic for this week. Now that it's starting to get warmer, it actually hit 18 degrees yesterday somehow, which felt amazing. But now that it is starting to get warmer, I do think that people just need to get outside more if they can during the day. Of course, when I say all of these benefits, it doesn't mean I just want you to go out and spend an hour or two out there. If you currently struggle to just get out of the house or even just get off the couch. Maybe that means spending 5 minutes a day outside, getting outside and enjoying the sun for a bit. Then if that becomes easy for a week or so, then try maybe extending that to 10 or 15 minutes a day. And that's related to anything when it comes to being healthy and could be applied in multiple aspects of your life. Just do things and progress slowly. I just came across a tweet the other day that said, if you read 10 pages a day, just 10 pages. That's that's 3,650 pages a year and that's pretty much 12 300 page books a year. This goes to show you that if you just think to yourself, what's the point of getting up and moving if it's just 5 minutes a day or going outside and getting in just 5 minutes of sun a day, that actually makes a huge difference in the long term if you do it consistently. Obviously, reading 10 pages a day doesn't seem like a lot in the short term. Why not just read 50 pages a day? Well, for someone like me, in terms of reading, 10 pages a day actually makes it seem doable and something that I could consistently do. So when I say things like spend five minutes outside a day, if you do that consistently, that's a whole lot better than doing zero minutes a day forever, obviously. That's all it takes when it comes to this current topic, which is going outside, or could mean anything related to health, like exercising for just five minutes, which some people think would be a waste of time, but it's not. Especially when compared to you sitting on the couch doing nothing all day except for snacking and watching Netflix all day. I already talked about the benefits of vitamin D in episode 21, and that's something that us humans naturally derive from the sun. So, get outside and walk or exercise. I know I've said it so many times before, but it's something that will often get overlooked. You may have heard of SAD, S-A-D, which stands for Seasonal Affective Disorder, and that's a big deal in places that get cold during winter months. SAD is basically when you're in a state of depression because of the winter months, And that's actually partly due to the fact that you're indoors all winter because it's cold and the lack of vitamin D that you're getting. So for me and millions of others who live in Canada or colder climates, you may notice that your mood changes during the seasons. This has to do with you not getting outside enough. This is exactly what has happened with the pandemic going on last year and extending into 2021 as well. When you spend all your time indoors with all of this fake light, you might not notice it, but your mood and health gets affected, and that could carry on into the rest of your life. This is why I can't wait for the springtime, and especially summertime, because most people generally do feel a whole lot better. Yeah, the warm weather obviously feels so much nicer to be in, but the sun plays a part in this as well. The sun will give you natural vitamin D, and that's a mood booster, and just overall makes you feel better. Other benefits from getting outside could be other things you notice, like getting better sleep at night. Getting outside and enjoying the weather will actually help you sleep at night. I know for me, I sleep so well at night on days where I get outside for at least a half hour. Going outside could also uplift you. Of course, when we're talking about getting outside, you should have already experienced this in your life. The sun and even just the brightness just makes you feel so much better, especially if you're going to compare that to being in a chair inside or lying down, watching TV under artificial light all day. Staying inside all of the time can promote laziness, no matter how much work you accomplish. All that being said, if you're in North America or anywhere with seasons, this is going to be hard to do at certain times in the year. But it's almost springtime and the weather has been slowly warming up. That means you'll be able to reap all of these benefits real soon. When it does start to get warm out consistently, try to get into the habit of spending some time outside daily. Start off just spending a few minutes outside and... Then eventually, go for a walk around the block. Eventually, try to increase the time you spend outdoors. Go for shorter walks to start, because that's what I'll be doing. For the first few days when it's warm, I'll go for quick walks, maybe in 10 to 20 minute intervals. Then, as it starts to get warmer, I'll do longer walks, maybe in half-hour increments. And then eventually, when it does get really nice out, I might stretch that out to hour walks then spend some time working out outside probably or doing my daily mobility and stretches outside just like I started doing last year. Honestly, I can't wait because I know how much better it makes me feel being outside. So I hope that some of you listeners out there can do the same this year. And that concludes episode 26 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Kopan on Instagram, and you can also check out my website, IsaiahKopan.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week with another episode where I'll be talking about overtraining and drinking water to lose weight.